I mean, I don't use a lot of not popular ones. I use IDK a lot. Um, I yeah, no, I don't use a lot of like unpopular ones. It feels like they're all pretty popular. I I use your a lot, like you are. You like, don't use Pafima. What's Pafima? You don't know what Pafima is? Oh no, I'm just scared. <laughs> are you a fan of Pafima? <sighs> Man, I'm scared. Andrew, what's Pafima? Put a finger in my ass. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you got me. You got me back. <laughs> Semester. I am Jacob Marscola. And I'm Andrew Mister. And the man sitting across from me is Andrew Mister. And the man sitting across from me is Jacob Marscola. Welcome back to the Finite and Funny Podcast. How is everyone doing? Kayla. Kayla. How you doing, Kayla? Yeah, it's it's a real shame. We'll never get to... You know, if Kayla really listens and, and Kayla wants to come on an episode... She'll find a way. She'll find us. Because we can't find her. No. We're... Why, why can't we find her, Jacob? Because our Tinder is, has been banned twice, actually, in less than 24 hours. Oh, my gosh. What? You, like, made the account, and then, like, you woke up the next morning. We were banned. Yeah, I, like, woke up, and I was like, time to see everyone who liked the podcast. You've been banned. Yeah. And, and it's then... Tinder, so it's, like, phone number, email address. Yeah. So... so... So better work out with my girlfriend. Yeah, or you won't be able to use that account anymore. Um, but yeah, then Andrew sent me the screenshot, and I was like, all right, fine. You know what? I'm going to make one with a burner email. So I did, and within two hours of that account being created, we got banned again. For... I, I wonder if they like had us on like a blacklist, so they like saw that like one semester. You know what that here. means? That means like the heads of Tinder listen to our podcast. I, do you think they did? I wonder if they... like. Probably not. Mr. Like, Tinder himself is yeah. like, time to see what this whole, this whole one semester thing is about. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe Tinder will get back to us. Do you think Tinder will sponsor us? Dude, if Tinder sponsors us, then, because, you know, we're not getting anywhere with Wink so far. Yeah. Tell them, update them. How's it yeah, going? Yeah, so, uh, last we talked, we'd emailed them and they'd responded to us. So we sent them another email telling them more about the podcast. And they didn't respond. So this morning, I like sent a follow up email that was like, "Hi, are you are you gonna do it? <laughs> hey, remember us? Hey, remember us? We really liked your condoms. Yeah, I mean, we didn't we use didn't use them, them. <laughs> <laughs> but they were great. They felt great in my hand. Ooh. Well, that's you're the one who rubbed it, right? Yeah. I definitely didn't. Mm-hmm. No, but yeah, that's not really going anywhere. We haven't got a response since following up. Things that aren't going anywhere. Number one, one semester podcast. <laughs> Number two, wink condoms. You no, know, you see, Andrew, that's actually false information because at some point we'll be going somewhere. Away. Away. Because at the end of a semester, I, a friend of mine that listens to our podcast was like, you got to stop being so f- serious and like sad about the fact that it's going to be over. I, every time I hear you like make a comment about it, I get sad and think, oh, no, it's going to be gone soon. Not like soon, but... Not soon, like, I was doing the, the, the math in my head, and I was like, oh, it's only, like, mid-September, and, like, this is episode six. Yeah, and by the rate we're going, what, it's, like, two a week? So we'll have like, a decent amount of... Probably, like, 30, 40 episodes. Yeah, 30, 40 episodes, which is plenty for you listeners to look back on when Andrew is gone, and I have retired from this podcast. It's gonna be weird, like, looking back on this, like, years from now, and, like, knowing that this is, like, 
there forever. Yeah, it, it, that's the thing is that it, it's it's different. It's what we're trying to do is keep it there, but also just like a, like detach from it when it's yeah, done. Yeah, let it just like almost like a time capsule. Yeah, yeah, it's time capsule. It's not necessarily something that we want to like. It, it's like it's it's less of like what. Uh, Unis Honest did, but instead it's like uh, we're leaving the memories there yeah. so you can actually remember them in case you forget. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, Jacob, what's your Wordle starting word? <laughs> Andrew, I gotta make a confession. I don't think I've touched Wordle in over, like, six months. Okay, well, six months ago when you were vigorously touching Wordle, <laughs> what was your Wordle starting word? My Wordle starting word, it would change. Honestly, you know what? Um, and I know some people will say, like, maybe this doesn't make any sense to do, but, like, if I got the preview... Well, how I would play Wordle is I didn't play the regular one. Uh, I played, like, the archives, because I just, like, I like to keep playing it. Mm -hmm. So my Wordle starting word would be the one that had previously been the word. I know that makes no sense, because obviously it's not going to be the same one, but it's just, like, to get a new idea. I don't like to have one starting word, because if a word's different, you might want to touch different areas of the alphabet. So I didn't exactly have a starting word. It seems like maybe you might have one. Yeah. Yeah? My starting word was laugh. Laugh. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I was a fan of it because, like, I had two vowels. I had, like, the G-H. Like, I, like if there's an H, I would know it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, like, people would be like, your starting word is laugh? You would do that. Yeah, and I'd be like, you, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. you do a... You like making jokes. You would do that. Yeah, like, and yeah. it's like, okay, like, at least it's not a do or audio. Yeah, it's, my, my... I didn't have a starting word, but I constantly went back to moist. For it the, was moist. Really? On Groundhog Day. I oh, made, really? like, a TikTok about it. Oh, really? Yeah, on Groundhog Day. I think I used moist, like, for the irony, because everyone's always like, I... I hate moist. No, that was like literally the my TikTok. It was like, oh, it's Groundhog's Day. You're trapped in a time loop, and the wordle is moist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, what was that uh, from? Bo Burnham's outtakes when he made that. He made a joke about that. Mm -hmm. That was my favorite bit of the whole thing because I also absolutely hate it when well, someone th is like, I hate the word moist. Yeah, we all do. Well, I think it comes from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, really? Well, yeah, because there's this scene where. Barney is like doing like a one man show. I I didn't watch the show like a lot, but I, I've seen this episode, and he knows that like one of his friends' least favorite word is moist. So he like is on the stage, but like gets up in her face, and it's just like moist. Oh, moist. okay. That moist, <laughs> moist. I've never seen How I Met Your Mother. I've been told by so many people that I need to. Mm -hmm. Which like there's so many shows that people are like, you need to see this, and I go okay, and then I probably will never watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's, I, I, have a, I, I have a problem, but also so does the world in telling everyone they need to watch everything. And so do I. I do that sometimes where I'll be like, listen to this whole album. It's so good, right? And also, like, do you get that kind of feeling when someone's showing you your music? Where, like, when you show someone your music that you like, you think this is, like, super special. And you try to, like, have empathy and, like, feel that way whenever someone's trying to show you music. But most of the time when someone else is showing you music, you're like, I don't care. I have I my own music. I understand what you mean. And I like, I try to approach it with that mindset of, of like what you're saying, where you're like, oh, this like is what they really enjoy. It's special to them. And like, cause yeah. I like to hear it because like sometimes it just like sounds very different. I'm like, man, this is the thing that is like their form of comfort. And like, it's a reminder of individuality. But then there's sometimes where I'm like, how? <laughs> 
how do you listen to yeah, this? Yeah, or I'm just like, I I don't... It sounds horrible, because there is some... There's times where, like, someone will pitch me music, and I'm like, this is good. But I have to be honest every Or they'll time. be like, oh, you like this band. Well, then I bet you'll like this. Yeah. And then they play it to you, and you're like, no. 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 They'll be like, have you ever heard this really obscure song by this band you Tame like? Tame Impala? Yeah. Oh, dude, I love Tame Impala. <laughs> Actually, you know about Tame Impala? I don't love Tame Impala. I know about Tame Impala because my friend loves Tame Impala. I've, like, never actively listened to that. Oh, okay. I know one song that he constantly plays to me, and I actually don't mind the song. But, yeah. Yeah. That that like the perspective of being like I know this is special to you because it's special to me, but at the moment I just want to listen to my music. Dude, I can't wait for Tame Impala to be the hurdle. <laughs> what if we did? <laughs> if if Tame Impala was the hurdle? Yeah, maybe. Do you play hurdle? No. Do you do any of the wordle spinoffs? No. No. Okay. Not gonna lie. I thought you meant I thought you meant the the intro and outro music. <laughs> And then I went, oh, yeah, what if Tame Impala was the outro and intro music? Like, we could get the rights to that. Yeah, I was going to... And then in my mind, I was like, yeah, I'll entertain the idea, but later I'm going to tell them we can't do that. Yeah, like, like no. No, no, no I know what you mean now. The, like, spinoffs the of the world. No, yeah. I don't play any of that anymore. Okay. Do you, really. Are you a video game fan at all? I'm a big... I'm not big. I'm a video game fan of certain video games. What certain video games? My uh, favorite game that I constantly go back to is a game called Prey. By uh, like the like the movie. No, not the movie. That's are they so, related? No, not at all. Because that movie that Wait, just came. P R E Y or yeah, P R E Y. P R E Y. She registered a game P R A Y. She's like press A to bless. Press A to bless. Press A to plus X to to do the side of the cross. Yeah, that's it. Right, right trigger to face east. Left trigger to genuflect. <laughs> no, it's... So the game is P-R-E-Y, which is the same spelling as the movie that just right. came out, but that has to do with, like, the Predator, right? Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. So the game that I like to play and constantly go back to, it's called Prey, P-R-E-Y, um, and it's a it's a remake of a game from, like, 2006, I don't mm. know, like an older game, but it's, like, sci-fi, thriller... It's kind of scary a little bit. Um, it's Bethesda. Or do you pee your pants when you play the game? Every Dude, I bought it. Did you say every? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, the first time that I bought it, I had bought it, like, uh, I think when it came out, which mm. is 2017. Um, but, like, for a whole year, I couldn't get past it because I honestly would get scared at, like, the first part. Now I go back and play it, and I'm like, what is wrong with me? Would you play scary video games, like, growing up? Like, were you I part did, of, like, the Slender Man I thing? did not play a lot of horror games, uh, which is, like, I think I missed out on, and I think it's the reason that I can't really play a lot now because I'm not desensitized to it. Mm. I wish I was because I think right, I enjoy myself. Right, because it's, like, terrifying to, like, load up, like... Five Nights at Freddy's or like Slender Man and be like, yeah. I don't want to get scared. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, even the process of like, that's the thing is that I knew Prey was going to be kind of scary, but I didn't know much about it. I played the first uh, like part and I was like kind of freaked out by it. And then I was like, I can't do this again. So then like half a year later, I tried to boot it up again and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then I finally beat it. And <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I can't do I can't, it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Go back another six months. I, I can't do I it. I can't do it. Uh, no, but then I eventually beat it. And then, like, I've played that game, like, 15 times and beat it 15 times. now. I love that game. Um, but, no, I didn't play a lot of horror games growing up, uh, which is weird. It feels like I would have because, like, that was, like, what everyone did. Do you ever, like... Did you like like Wii Sports or like Mario Kart? Oh yeah, Kart? yeah. I I played I played Wii Sports, Mario Kart, Wii Bowling is one thing that what, I got. Wait, just a Mario Kart. What's like your favorite Mario Kart game? My favorite Mario Kart game. Because I feel like like I feel like 
Some people are very strongly opinioned on They this are, one. which I'm not. Um, I don't have much of an opinion on it, but I really like 7. The DS one? The DS the one. DS I one? loved playing Mario Kart on three on DS. I actually never played it on the Wii. Whoa. Yeah, I never Because I thought you to. were going to be like one of those like, nin- like Mario Kart Wii purists. Oh, it was no. like, it got worse after this. No, no, I liked... The DS is the only place I ever played Mario Kart. Whoa. Really the only place I ever played Mario games. Except for like Whoa. Mario Galaxy, which was like strictly mm-hmm. on the Wii. Um, no, I never played Mario I would have taken you as like, you have like a Switch now. No, I don't. I really, I, I think I don't because, uh, when everyone was buying a Switch, I finally decided I was going to buy myself a PlayStation because I've had an Xbox for a while. I had the 360 and then I got the one. Um, and then like I got graduation money after senior year and I like had a job and I was like, I have my money. I'm going to buy myself a PlayStation, which is like around the time people had bought Switches before, but it was like. People had bought Switches in the past year and were buying Switches then. Right. Everyone else bought Switches while I was, like, saving up and, like, spending money on a PlayStation instead. I don't have a Switch. I don't know how much time I would even have for it now. I have my PlayStation with me right now, <coughs> and I don't do a lot with it. I think you just said, like, I don't know how much time I would have for it. And I agree with that statement of, like, I want to play video games right now, but, like... I don't have time to do it. And, like, I could. I could just, like, not be working on, like, music projects or comedy projects and just, like, sit down and play video games. But, like, I'm, like, I I can't because I can't be wasting that time. But, like, I want to sit down and, like, replay, like, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Because, like, they just announced the sequel. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, March 12th or... May 12th when it comes out, I'm like clear my schedule for the next two I'm going to play it all. I'm, I'm going to play it till it's done. I haven't had a lot of games where I'll like anticipate the wait for it. One game series, the only game series I'm really into, and it's because me and my dad are into it, is Gears of War. We love Gears of War because mm-hmm. it's like one of the very, it's one of the last surviving, like one of the last currently surviving like local co-op games. They don't exist anymore. Like, my dad and I will, like, go to GameStop sometimes and be like, let's find a game we can play. And they're all... Oh, on, just, like, a two-person... Like, like, a like, couch co-op. You don't have to, like, play online. Yeah, like, like they don't just... exist anymore, really. And uh, Gears of War is the only franchise that's sticking yeah, to that still. I guess, like, if, like... Unless you're playing, like, Wii Sports or, like, Mario Kart. Yeah, which like, is still, like, old games. Like, even yeah. though... Like, Switch still kind of has kept it alive because you can do, like, local co-op stuff mm-hmm. with that. But, like, in terms of like, the older consoles, like, Xbox and PlayStation, like, even though they're, like, newer versions, they're still old companies, and they're no longer really doing a lot of couch co-op games, which is kind of sad. It's, that's the only reason that my dad and I really cling to Gears of War, because it's the only one that really... You're, like, making me yearn for, like, a time where I could just sit on a couch with someone just, like, play one of those kind of games. Yeah. Or, you know? Like, I, mean, I now want to do that. Yeah, you still could. It's just that it wouldn't be the new game. Like, it, yeah. would, it would be, like, oh, I've played this before, or, like, the graphics aren't great, which... Well, the, well, everyone at the time they're playing the new games thinks these are the best graphics ever. That's why, like, I never played Halo when I grew up. I, that's also a weird thing about me because I might. Well, I wasn't allowed to play like. Comedy. I wasn't allowed to play. My first parents were like, were like, "You will have violent tendencies." Yeah, and I was like, "I still do." Everyone like, does. <laughs> like, not like at other people, yeah. but I'm just like, man. Wouldn't it be funny to give a pigeon an Alka Seltzer and watch it explode? <laughs> Is that a violent tendency? I I'd say it's maybe psychopathic. Yeah, it just not like... necessarily violent because like the thing with like my parents and your parents probably preventing us from playing those games were violent tendencies towards other humans. Yeah, is what they were worried it, about. Yeah, let me let me rephrase that. It's not like violent tendencies. Like I want to hurt someone. I'm just like, would it be funny if things were more chaotic? 
Yeah, it's more of a, like, I would love to see what happens. Yeah, like, I don't want the consequences, and I almost don't want it to happen in real life, but I'd love to watch a simulation just to know. Yeah, that's why I really like, uh, um, and not exactly for that, but, like, I like open-world video games, uh, just for, like, the freedom to do Minecraft? Really... Yeah, Minecraft. I love Minecraft. That's about as open-world as you can get, literally yeah. doing anything at all, ever. Um, I love, like, when I bought my PlayStation um, after senior year, after I graduated... Uh, and the first game I bought was the Spider-Man game. I was like, I really want to swing around yeah. in an open world in New York City, which was really fun. And you can do that now. Yeah. <laughs> in the real world. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you need, like, crystal meth to do it. <laughs> <laughs> an LSD yeah. tab or something, yeah. Did I did I ever tell you I'm on a professional Minecraft build team? I really it's thought like... you meant... Did I ever tell you that I did crystal meth? <laughs> Right now. Oh, I know. You told yeah, me you did Crystal Studios. Meth. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, no. that's yeah. the name of the map. <laughs> yeah, of course, yes. But Rasa Studios, yeah. You've mentioned that you're part of like a professional. I don't really know. Yeah, they have like a YouTube channel with yeah. like 4,000 subscribers. And you do the music for them. Yeah, I, I, like, I only do the music for it now, but I used to do a lot more of the building for it. Uh-huh. And it was like a really fun outlet. And it's like really hard to explain to your parents that you do professional Minecraft. That you get paid for it. Yeah. You're like... I like like I don't really get paid like it's not like any kind of living wage but it's like it's a like it's professional like I thing. play a game and in that game I build another game for that other people I give to other people that they play and enjoy in the same and, game and they put it on YouTube and at some point I'm like I think I understand why people think we're in a simulation <laughs> yeah because I'm like is that not exactly what we're doing and now you're like well now instead of making the game I make music for the game in the in game in the game yeah and then huh maybe I am crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, speaking of the music, because I did mention it earlier and we kind of brushed it off. So if it's never been addressed, the music you hear at the beginning, that's made by Andrew Mister. Um, uh, along Yo, what's with, up? What's up? Yeah, what's up? What's I make the music here. What's up? I'm 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 Lil Piss Boy. Piss Boy. <laughs> Somebody class to me today was referring to the teacher, and she goes like, "Yeah, he's a little piss boy." And then a minute later, it was like, "Yeah, he's a girl boss." And I was like, "The Venn diagram of piss boy and girl boss." Somehow is, you're in the there's middle. There's like there's such a little sliver right it's in there. It's just your face, like, "Hey, yeah, hey, it's me." Well, not me, the teacher's face. Yeah, but, the teacher's face. Sorry, yeah. But the music, sorry. Yeah, but yeah, the music that you hear at the beginning and the end of every episode for you listeners that are wondering uh mr produced that yeah, it's called glitter it's if you like we're on spotify and i think also like apple music you type in glitter andrew mister you'll find it it's part of a seven song ep that i wrote in high school with my high school friends yeah um and like we had help being produced and like it's such a weird relic to like go back and listen to and use now and be like, this song was written in like 2017. I'm sure it's weird, it's weirder now. for you to go back to, or the fact that you like edit all of these episodes and to just like remember, oh yeah, we use these. Yeah, because oh, I think back to like the two days it took to write glitter. I don't uh-huh. know. Have we talked about like the process of well, you've glitter? you've talked to me. Well, not maybe not writing glitter. I was gonna ask you, did you want to touch in on like what that album was about? Or, yeah, or the yeah. Fact, or, or like the talking about like glitter specifically, since yeah. that's so like attached Dude, to fuck one semester. It. It's the hurdles episode. Hell yeah, it's the hurdles episode. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead. So it's like a just a brief anyone before Andrew gets into the. I know we just said it, but like Andrew uh, and his friends was a band called Sticky Keys. Um, and Sticky Keys wrote a seven-song EP. Did I tell you about the shirt I wanted to make? What? It's like, I got Sticky at a Sticky Keys concert. Uh, uh. 
Wouldn't you buy that, though? I really... W- there's an alternate reality in which, like, y'all kept going. Yes, no, there's a and different that's, version. And that's a shirt. Yeah, no, there's definitely a different version of time where, like, I had a little more confidence to keep it going. Yeah. And, like dedicate myself to that and like probably join the Villanova band instead of like doing ridiculous. I was gonna say if if y'all kept going with that do you think maybe you'd even be here would you have dropped out or even gone to college Uh, you know what like I when I was applying for colleges that senior year there's a part of me that was like I shouldn't do this I should just go be a musician anything I should have applied to Berkeley or something yeah because when you're creating something and it gets like the slightest bit of attention from anyone a little part of your brain does that. I remember. But it also didn't get a lot of attention because, like, really? so like the reason that we were able to produce this is because I was really fortunate enough to go to a high school that had a recording studio as yeah. part, of it, and there's like classes you would take to like learn to use it and stuff. So there are other students who would use it, and their music would get more attention and hype than mine would. And I don't know if that was a symptom of just like they were more popular, if it was genuinely like objectively better or, or what it was, but because like you know things do better than other, like, things that get created. Just surely because, like, it hit the right group of people at the right time and they disseminate and they, like, had more friends or something. Yeah. So, like, Hurdles didn't, like, blow up at my school and make me, like, famous or anything. No, but, like, like a, uh, some little... people, like, heard of it. Obviously, because you told people about it. Yeah. And now it's getting more attention probably than it ever did. Which is really did. awesome that, yeah, like, which is you great. and some of the new people at Villanova who I've shared it with were like, I really enjoy Yeah, this. like, early last year, first semester is when I started to, like, or I didn't stumble upon it. You told me about it. It came up in conversation. Yeah. And then you showed me mm-hmm. the, uh, like... You showed me the Bandcamp like uh, mm-hmm. profile, and then I found out it was on Spotify, mm-hmm. uh, and then I told other people about it, and now it's on a podcast. Like, yeah, it's weird that like, it's that, getting that opening lick to glitter. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. uh, that guitar. I love it so much. And when we were like, "What should the song be?" And it was like, either you were like, "Let's use cruising," and I was like, "Absolutely not." It was either the cruising or the well. It was it was only either those because those were the two we entertained. I don't think the other ones really work too well. No, not for like this kind of energy. Yeah, this, yeah. But so the the story behind it, it, it is it was through the recording studio. Um, well, the story of hurdles, and so I was really into music, and the recording studio would like make us like someone would take like all year to write like one song, and I came in as a freshman and started using it, and was like, I want like an album or an EP by the end of this. Like, I want a collection of songs that I could release and be like, this is my high school like music portfolio. Yeah. So first one we wrote is Cruisin'. Um, it's a it's an interesting vibe to end on. It's it's because it's the last song in the yeah. album or in the EP or whatever. Which is funny because it's like the first song ever written. It, I've yeah, it's weird to like to look back and I like because you know because um, you know Owen and I we're trying to do some music right now. If ever like an album is created, I'm curious to see where like order comes into play there mm-hmm. and to look back and be like that was the first one, but that's like one of the last songs. Right, and that's because of like it was put there because of like the general story of the album, which we can get to in a, yeah. in a few minutes. Um, but there's actually another version of Cruisin' mm-hmm. that I have like a file on my computer. I actually don't even know where it is anymore. You have it with you. Or maybe you, maybe you don't, but yeah. I've heard it. But it is after... So the version on Spotify, it's verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and it ends. Mm-hmm. The original version, there was a bridge and the final chorus. And in the bridge... Well, the story behind why the bridge happened was the guy who was like helping was like, a lot of people will listen to music and be like, oh yeah, I thought it was great. And like you'll know that they didn't listen to the song. So he's like, let's put something in the song that like makes it very clear if they did or didn't listen to the song. They will know, and they'll be like, hey, what was that? Yeah. 
and it was an alien invasion. Yeah. The sky. That it just occurs in the bridge, and by the time you get to the chorus, you have no idea that it's happened. Yeah. And it is the weirdest audio thing I've ever done. And looking back, it was the smartest idea to start a career with. But, like, it's just kind of silly. If you if you ever want to hear it, reach out to the podcast. Yeah, reach out to maybe the podcast. We'll, maybe we'll disseminate We should the... give them a way to reach out. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Don't let me forget. At the end of the episode, I might have a way for them to reach out to us if they want to. But continue okay. with your story. So, so there was cruising. And then... I think that was kind of all my freshman year. In sophomore year, uh, I wrote this song called Funky Stuff, which is not on the album. Um, it's kind of silly. Again, it's the only one that I just like have a Dropbox link because we also, I took that, I, I took weird advice again where the guy was like, hey, maybe like Alien should be your calling card. So at the very end of it, like Chewbacca shows up. And I, it's like, I kind of wish I had a version of the song without Chewbacca because like that outro of Funky Stuff besides the Chewbacca thing, kind of slaps because it's this like like synth riff with like a guitar that comes in and it's really cool um and then junior year I was like not sure what to write about and I'd gone through a breakup and I wrote space um, and so space is about that breakup and I loved space I love right at like the recording of that because late in the song there's like the group chanting Space is my favorite song of hers, which is which I've told you sometimes, and sometimes you would be like, "Are you sure about that?" Because yeah, it's my voice, and I'm a terrible singer. Voice. We heard in the cold open of episode four. I, I cannot sing as Are well you, as you. I don't can. know about that. Both, you, okay. both you and I did pretty we well. We did harmonize. We did harmonize. Oh um, yeah. Also, we should address completely improvised. Yeah. No, that we was, didn't do that on purpose. Has anyone like accused us of like that? I, was prepared? I I don't know. I haven't like the few people that talked to me about it. They haven't mentioned it. I've been waiting for them to be like, "What was that?" Yeah. Yeah. I might come to come up come to the point where I'm just like, "Hey, did you like that cold open?" Because I do. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Go oh ahead. my god. Wait. So before actually space, there was through the night. I recorded for that girl that I was dating at the time. Yes, you told me that. And then we broke up yeah. and I wrote Space. I I just, I, I love Space, like, the story behind it. It was written and I love the metaphor in it and, like, the guys chanting. Um, Through the night, even though you said sometimes you don't love that, obviously. Because it just, it, it's a weird, it's like... A, yeah, but I, you, you, you can't deny... It does, I, the beginning sounds kind of nice. Yeah. And they like, can hear that. Like, it sounds, yeah. it's nice, but also, like, Space just tops it for me. Yeah. And so there's that. And then we were writing, um, Church Bells also occurred. It's also kind of in the vein of the breakup. Um, and it, like, the Church, church Bells, Bells is kind of out there. Yeah, it's kind of out there. It's kind yeah. of, I kind of like it. No, I, Church Bells is good. It's a, it's a big outlier in the, in the album, mm-hmm. it feels like, because it definitely skews a little and bit Mark's away. voice, Mark, the person who sings it, it has such is, a very interesting voice, and I never 
piece of love to mark. I never knew if I liked it or not, because it did some things very well, and there are some points that were like, oh, I like this. I think what I like about it because there's there's parts in every song, even hurdles, which is the yeah. titular song of the of the album. Mm -hmm. um, even in hurdles, which is and we'll get to hurdles because you'll talk mm -hmm. about it. Uh, and I forget the guy's name, but you'll talk about it at some point. But he his voice is great in that. Yeah. But even some parts you're like, and I I don't some parts there's like a little bit of hiccups. But what I love about it because I've listened to these songs so many times. It, it brings personality to it. I don't know if you think that. Maybe it's just because you're the one who made it, so you probably don't think that. It also is like, we were 17 or 18. Like It's pretty good for high schoolers. Like yeah. and, and Javon, who sings that, is a phenomenal voice. And yeah. There's some songs that we wrote after the, the EP of Hurdles that nothing ever happened with them. And again, in another life, I wish we went back and did something with those. Mm -hmm. um, but so, those happened. Then we were writing... Um, uh, the ocean in ocean. my head because that was just coming from me like messing around on the guitar for a while ocean used to be my favorite and i love that one i i think it's my least favorite really you've said but that I, yeah I, I like the like kind of etherealness of it at times mm -hmm. um i think that that's really fun so that leaves us with the two other songs so that yes. gets us to glitter which is the song that's the opening yes the story behind glitter is Javon, Mark, and I took AP Music Theory together. We were the only three students in that class. You could have a minimum of four students in a class, but the fourth person dropped it, and they're like, we're not going to make you cancel your schedule. So it was literally the band Sticky Keys no way. taking AP Music that Theory is, together as C. That is so cool. That was so. It was such an awesome experience. Cause I like knew a lot of music theory from like my guitar teacher, but yeah. to like have it formally trained, taught. Yeah, that's a real. That's a real like that. You three in that class. That's a real biopic moment, if I must say. Biopic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then. One day, because we'd have that and then we'd have lunch. And so lunch would also be where we'd often go to the recording studio. Because um, uh, if you didn't take audio engineering in the class, you would have to like schedule appointments. And we were, we'd finished music theory a little early and we were on the piano and I was messing around. And I came up with the chord progression, which is what you hear at the start. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of like put it all together. And I was like, I have something. And if I don't get this out of my head and onto like a file right now, I'm gonna lose this. I, I've always and been so. It literally was like that movie moment of like sprinting yeah. to the studio. I got something. And <gasps> being like, "Are you free?" And they were like, "We've got like 15 minutes." And I was like, "Just I need the 15 minutes." And we nailed out the like chord progression. I was like, "I'll come back like near the end of the day, and we can like work on this more." I, I've always been curious, or uh, not really curious, just more as a joke, because obviously this doesn't actually happen, but because I mentioned like biopics, so like, was it like that movie moment where you like look at your bandmates and you're like, guys? No, it was, it, we, the moment I finished the progression, we were like, we have something. We have a song. In a way that I didn't really feel about any other song. And so then over the next two days, we'd go to the studio and we finished Glitter. Like, we did the chord progression, we had the drums, uh, and then the guitar riff, um, with the help of the, one of the guys who worked in the studio, his name was Eric, and 
I wish I could find a way to contact Eric because Eric was a musical genius and he really helped us with this. If somehow we contact Eric or if Eric is able to listen, reach out to Andrew. Like, like I wish I could work with you more. I mean, he was phenomenal. He also deeply reminded me of um, Justin Roiland. Oh, really? Like, That's looked fun. and sounded like That's him. fun. Um, and we wrote the lyrics in a day. And Javon recorded all of it. And then I mentioned Eric because he helped with the guitar riff. Um He's actually the one playing it. And man, the moment that guitar riff, the first time we heard oh, yeah. it, we were like, holy shit. Yeah, no, you, you you don't think, the listeners know, every time they hear it, they're like, oh man, it's it, about it's to be, so clean. it's one semester time. Yeah, and, and you never hear the chorus of the song until now, I guess. You really should. Anyone, I mean, we're going to keep talking about it because we're not done with the whole album, but when you get the chance after listening to this podcast, you can find it under Andrew Mister, but it's called Hurdles. And he'll get into the story of why it's called. So then it. there's hurdles, which was like for like a year now of like knowing about this album. We knew we wanted to call it hurdles, but the reason it was called hurdles. Yes, please tell them. Because one of our friends um, was a track athlete at my high school, and he was doing this exercise where you'd like run, and he had a resistance band tied around him, and the guy who was holding it, it like slipped out and like the band like whipped out in front of him and ricocheted back and the band hit him right in the testicles oh, <laughs> no balls and i saw him like minutes after this happened he was so pale he like couldn't walk and he had like literally internal bleeding in his balls oh fuck it was really bad Ugh. and like that's the thing it's like we say it like it was kind of funny it's really not funny no yeah like, when you get like, into the deeper meaning of like, this keep he going like had to like go get surgery uh-huh. they like messed up the surgery he got like an opioid addiction that's but we always like wanted to call it hurdles after like in honor of him yeah and like this weird thing that happened and as we got to the end of this album, it was like now in my sl- middle, late senior year, and we were like, we don't have hurdles. And that is kind of cool that that was like the one of the last and ones. And I was messing around again on the piano one day. Messing around on the piano is like one of my like therapy sessions. And there's times where I wish I could do that, where I wish I played piano and I wish I could just sit down and sit at a mm-hmm. piano like that. Because I bet it's really nice. And I wrote hurdles, the like all like the chords and stuff. All my life I've been knocked down I could get up but I'm safe on the ground On the floor and I can't get And wrote get a lot of the lyrics within like a night or two And it was very therapeutic, a little depressing Yeah, um, it's, it's a very sad song And we recorded it and then I realized that it sounds a hell of a lot like uh, Everglow by Coldplay I don't know if I've heard that <laughs> I was like, oh shit um, not intentional, mm-hmm. um, but it's like in the same key. No, Owen and, and I have ran into, like we've ran into issues like that. We've been like, this is the same. And then we go, I don't care. But I was like, yeah, I was like, it was bad. It was like, that song was probably in the back of my brain when I wrote this, but it's yeah. like different enough that I don't think it's like, yeah. sue me. No, if, um, if I listened to Everglow right now, cause I never heard it, I would say Everglow copied Sticky Keys but, or, or Coldplay <laughs> copied Sticky Keys, man. But, um, one of the things that annoys me about the song Hurdles is when we exported it, it was right at the end of my senior year, like we were crunched up for time. We forgot to unmute this like, synth rift 
that comes in in between the first verse and the second, the first chorus and second verse, and I can hear it in my head. Oh, so it's not. But it's not there. Oh. The other moment of that is in glitter. Um, when we were doing a scratch vocal, Eric was doing something, and he was like trying it in one octave, and he goes, "I'm going down an octave." And whenever I hear glitter, it's not there, but I can hear the scratch vocals in the exact moment when he goes, I'm going down an octave. And it's really? the, uh, and it's the, a shooting star or whatever that like line is, like the pre-chorus or ignited the spark after uh -huh. ignited the spark. I always hear Eric go, I'm going down an octave. <laughs> That's funny. And, and I'll show you after this. It's Wait, so the, the missing synth, that's in hurdles that in it's hurdles. out there. Is it that big silence? Uh, like between the, where it's like the yeah, yeah. There's yeah. There's, there's like supposed to be something there that's like kind of ethereal. There isn't it so weird that there's probably you probably really wish that there's a version. and you would have never known. I would probably I probably wouldn't like it. You would hate it. I would. I like how it is now. I like mm -hmm. that silence because I'm like, oh, that's great. But just because that's all I've heard, if you went back and like re-released that song and decided to put in that synth, I would probably not like it. It's so strange. Yeah. And so then we had these seven songs and we realized the story it kind of told was like a relationship that breaks up and you kind of go through some dark stuff, but then you always come back to your friends. Then you're cruising. But that, yeah, but like you always go back to your friends, yeah. right? At the end of the day, like your friends are what anchors you. So the, there's kind of this like story that goes through hurdles of it. And it's like, this is like one of those hurdles. And it feels so silly of like high it. school drama and stuff. It's, it's a but, perfect encapsulation <laughs> of what high school was for you. Right. Now, not necessarily all of it. Like you didn't, um, no, I, actually, I mean, I can't say for sure, but no, like but yeah. all of it's pretty general to the sense where like most people who go through high school mm -hmm. probably went through similar stuff like this they felt you know they felt that like senseless love that through the night gives they all of a sudden were... because you think in high school you hear their stories of a high school sweetheart and you're yeah. like i've done it this is it i will never marry let yeah. my tinder be banned i will never date anyone again. i am fine and then it's like over in a few months and you're terrible about the breakup and you're like right we're 16 yeah and then all of a sudden you're feeling and church bells even kind of brings in that like Oh, I thought we'd get married. Like yeah, it, it further emphasizes do. that. Like, then when you babies. finally realize it's over, you're all of a sudden in this like deep, dark, depressing area. Not not all people, but most people mm -hmm. go through it and they deal with it in different ways. And but, it like, could be caused by other things. Yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily have to just be that. But at some point in high school, you're probably low, and you've probably been you're tired of overcoming hurdles. You're tired of overcoming these mm -hmm. huge things that are just in your way, and you're like, why can't I just have fun? And then eventually, you find a place where you can have fun, you can go out with your friends, or you can just do whatever that makes you happy, and you can cruise and do whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. So that was the story of Hurdles, and it was, it was a really great, like, experience, and I was so fortunate to have it, and I love, like, being able to keep these songs around. And, and it helped inspire me, because during that time, I was starting to do music for Rasa Studios, and I still do it since then, and I love doing it, tying back to Minecraft as well. And I'm not as well produced as having the help of literally a professional to produce music for me. But it's a fun, like, I don't want to call it a hobby. It's almost like it, like it could be a job. And it's tough because it's like I really love doing music, but I really love comedy. And I have no idea what to do with myself. There's like, only I've one got, place to go, Andrew. I know. It's like why Bo Burnham called to me so right. much. And I can't. Because I, it's like one of those things where it's like you'll never do it as well as him. Like, you can copy it. You can do it really well. You can get famous on it. But it's like, I don't want to do what someone else 
did and but did I, but so I well. Think, I think there's a lot of... Um, I think there, there's there's some criticism there, and not criticism of like people that try to do it. People that have the mindset of, you'll never do it as well as him. Hey, guess what? You probably won't, because he's... I'm sorry, but you probably won't, because I don't know if he could be considered the first to do musical comedy. I don't think it's that's... Probably not. Probably not, but he's definitely up there. A lot of people consider him the king of musical comedy. He's made it his own space, but just the fact that he exists, and the fact that he performs, and the fact that you can watch him makes it so that you're able to based yourself off of someone to maybe differentiate yourself. And I think it's like hard because it's like he does musical comedy so well and he does existential comedy so well. Yeah. And it's like those two are now so intrinsically linked to me in a way that they aren't. It's its own comedy genre. Like I do TikTok music. Like I do music on my TikTok that's like 30 seconds silly as shit. Yeah. And that's like that's still good. Yeah. Maybe. How are we on time? Can we talk about that? No? No. Alright, well... That's a little teaser for maybe yeah. next episode. We'll talk about how Andrew and I create, how we yeah. produce comedy, produce music. Um, we've definitely talked about how Andrew produced a, really yeah, a lot. Yeah, it's more to talk about. Yeah, there's a lot more to talk about. So Wait, we're not talking about glitter. Fuck. Um, it's play. No, we're not talking about glitter. No, hey, no, wait. No, Hold stop. on, what if we changed it? Hurdles. Hurdles. It's still glitter. It's still glitter. Damn it! Damn it! Damn okay. it! Okay. Well, I, I, I guess, yeah... Yeah. Uh, Anchor, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, other, Andrew Messler, Andrew Messler, Andrew Messler.